Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back to episode 113 of Two Drunk Brothers Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, and we are here, guys. We are officially in March Madness time. Today's episode, we're going to be going over some conference championships, really the Power Fives, um, and another big tournament that we think has a lot of of implications, the Mountain West, Um, but we're here. So everyone, right now, stop what you're doing when you're listening. And knock on wood, because the last time we recorded this episode, COVID happened. Like a world got turned upside down. Yeah, so like shit went crazy. Like two days later, and everything got canceled. So let's hope and pray. I think they got to figure it out that we're gonna have March Madness this year. Oh, I mean, it's ha- it's it's happening. If it doesn't happen, then just cancel it forever. Yeah, and it all starts really this week. I mean. You have a few of the lower tiered conference tur- conference tournament championships that have happened. We'll talk about that in a second. But the big ones happen this week. They really start tomorrow or today when you guys are hearing this, March 9th. Most of them kick off on Wednesday, March 10th, which is why we're recording and releasing a day earlier because we want to get ahead of the cycle. Um, but with that being said, uh, we are going to talk about – we'll plug our, our shit later in the show. Let's, let's real quick jump into UFC 259. Obviously, we watched it the whole entire card talk about some implications from that really. And, and I, I, I joked with Travis on this on the podcast this week, uh, last week, we always say, Oh, it's going to be a great big ass card. And they always end up being snoozers. And this one kind of was, there's a few moments that made it kind of exciting though. I mean, I would say for the most part, it was pretty boring. Like just some fights had a tough time. keeping my attention, like really tough time. Honestly, first two fights on the main card, just very boring. Tiago Santos, super underwhelming performance. Should have won, got robbed. But anyway, uh, yeah, I think you had the first fight of the prelims, which was the knockout. Uh, and then the rest were decisions, all boring. And then the first two fights of the main card were boring. And then the, the final three were, uh, were somewhat exciting. I mean, really, if you think about it, the blahovitz Adesanya fight was not super thrilling. I think it was exciting just because of, of the implications that were in the fight. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. But the fight itself, had that been uh, like the santos Rakic fight, that's boring. That would have been boring. I think it was a combination between the implications and the fact that Adesanya was this guy who has never been beaten, could not could not be beat, and Yabul Hovitz put on a fucking clinic on how to beat Israel Adesanya. Yeah, I 100%. I mean, I enjoyed it, but I'm just saying – had it been any other fight, it would have been boring. Yeah, and that's and that's why I think I think the the main event fights get a little pass when they are a bit more technical in nature, like this one was. Um, but obviously, the big moments, probably the biggest moment of the fight of, of the card all night, was Peter Yan and and Al, Al Jermaine Sterling for fighting for the uh, the bantamweight title. 
Peter Yan dominating that fight from bell to bell. You know, I mean, that's what I thought too. But at the end of the day, like it actually was close on paper. I mean, had Sterling been able to catch a second wind, he could have won. Because you got to think about it when they said it, he was winning on one judge's card and then down just one round on both the other ones. Yeah. But he was, it was creating separation fast in terms of the point differential, I believe. I thought, like Jared said, was a blowout, was dominating bell to bell. But the illegal knee that happened, just wild. Never has happened in a UFC title fight before. Has never happened where a guy has won the belt on a disqualification, which I find very hard to believe in the long storied history. I mean, this was UFC 259. They've had 259 of these pay-per-view fights. All of them have at least one title fight on them. And none of them have ever, ever, ever in a DQ. Now, everyone on Twitter is saying that just call it a call it a, uh, a no contest, blah, blah, blah. Dude, no. Like, the guy knew the rules. The ref even uh, – was it was it dang, was it Dan Mar- Margliata? Is that who it was? I don't think – no, I don't think so. Okay. It wasn't. Well, whoever – Whoever it was, was like, no, 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 no. As soon, as soon as he went to go knee him, as soon as Jan went to go knee Sterling, he told him no. Did it anyway. Got bad advice from his corner. Got conflicting advice from his corner. And like Travis tweeted out from the podcast account, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. And his stupid prize was was losing the Bantamweight title, uh, Bantamweight championship. Yeah, and I mean, I think – the ref probably did more than what he should have and trying like, cause you're not even supposed to try to stop anything, but like, obviously in a situation like that, you got, you got to stop it. You don't, somewhere. you don't want someone to get severely hurt. Right. Right. And uh, that's what happened Two, there were conflicting guys in this corner. The one up front said, yes, go ahead with it. The guy in the back said no punches. Uh, and then he, he took the knee, but like, that was very like thought out. He had him on the ground for a few seconds he could have very well, you know, processed the situation in his head before he did it. So I don't feel bad for him at either. all. People, people on, uh, on, on the internet and on Twitter saying like, cause Aljamain Sterling took a picture with the belt. Uh, like how can he be smiling with this belt? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, at the end of the day, you can, you can say you don't want it and the guy cannot want it, but like you got the belt and you're gonna, you're gonna take a picture with it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, he wasn't happy in the, in the moment. And I don't blame him. Like that's not how that's not how anyone wants to win. People are but, saying that he faked it though in the moment. I don't know, man. I mean, I, did did he church it up a little bit? Maybe. You got to. I I mean, I'm sorry. As much as I would want to win a title fight on my own, if that happened to me, and I'm in that situation, I'm dog ass tired. I would do the same thing. I mean, there's no way in hell he comes back from that and wins. First of all, it, it was ridiculous how long it took them to call the fight to be honest with you, because that should have been, should have been, doesn't matter if you can continue. That was an illegal knee. It should not, like anyone who has watched UFC, there's been like, I, uh, Greg Hardy, Greg Hardy guy that got a no, got a DQ for that a few years ago, whenever he just like his first, his first or second fight ever. And that guy was fine to keep fighting. Yeah, exactly. So you, you, and even Joe Rogan said it on the broadcast. He's like, if this wasn't a title fight, this would already be called. This is, this would already be over. And they, they drug it a little longer. Um, and then Amanda Nunez is completely and utterly fucking dominated Meg Anderson. I mean, just what it took her three minutes to get her in that. Uh, it was, I don't even think it was just disgusting performance. 
uh, by Megan Anderson. I'm sorry. Yeah. I know that Nunez is is possibly the greatest of all time, but come on, put up a little bit better of a fight than that. So to round out UFC talk really quick, uh, what's next for these three champions? Obviously, I think Jan and Jan, Peter Jan and Aljamain Sterling have to run it back. No other choice. Yeah, none of this, none of this Suhedo nonsense has been prop, yeah. propping up on the internet recently. No, none of that shit. So that's got to be ran back. I think that's obvious. Uh, Amanda Nunez, I mean, outside of a fight in the men's division, uh, because <laughs> her, her, she's clearly unmatched against women. But in all reality, I, I have can't one. Put her, can't put her against uh, Durand me again. No. I have She's already I, beat her. I have I have one. You want to hear it? I think Aspen Lad. I like Valentina Shevchenko at Bantamweight. They've already this would be Valentina. This would be Valentina and Nunes three, but they haven't fought since 2017. And since then, the Bullet has won six in a row. She is the what's the whatever the weight class is below Bantamweight. She's the feather uh, flyweight champ for women's at 125. So meet at 135 and just have a super fight there. I think that is the fight to make. I don't think, I don't think uh, Shevchenko is ready for that, nor does she want to come up and I wouldn't blame her. I think this Aspen lad chick, uh, number three ranked Bantamweight is due. She's nine and one. She did get knocked out by uh, Jermaine de Randomy, but on the other hand, I think she's never fought a man in Nunez. So why not give her a crack at it? Durandamy and Holm have both fought and lost against Nunez, so I just feel like she deserves her shot. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot of fights to make. They were talking about that on Saturday night, about how there's there's not a lot of fights to make. I could argue for either of those, to be honest with you. Um, so, But lastly, Jan Blachowicz, I think the fight to make with him is obviously him and Glover Teixeira. Yeah, I mean, Glover Teixeira, this is like, honestly, because I don't think he wins his last fight of his career. No, no, he's way too old. I think he fights. If he loses, he's done and he'll retire. And I think he knows that. I mean, the guy deserves it. He's the number one contender. No, that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying that he shouldn't. I'm just like, he's old enough to where I think he's worked up. He's done it to get here. And if he loses, he's going to be like, all right, I had my title shot. Now, what else would I even fight for? Well, he, he did have a crack at it. He fought John Jones in 2014, but I mean, no one beat John Jones ever. So he does deserve another shot. This is the only fight to make here for Jan Blachowicz. He admitted it. Um, and honestly, guys, after watching Saturday, how can you not not love you some, some Jan Blachowicz? That dude is so humble and so nice. I have no yeah. idea how you can't like him. For sure. So those are the fights to make. Uh, enough of UFC talks. We had a whole episode last week. Let's get into it. Uh, oh, NCAA baby. basketball conference tourney preview. Uh, we're going to do some of the big tournaments that start, I believe, the power five tournaments in college basketball. Uh, but before we get there, some of the championship games have already been locked up. The A-Sun, Liberty one, the Big South, Winthrop one, which I think they could potentially be a problem. So yeah, right now, uh, Liberty won the A-Sun. They're a 13 seed. I was looking at all the, the auto bids that have been locked up thus far, and I think all of them can be problems besides Liberty. I don't know. Liberty, they could... Hang in there. I don't know if they could pull up a big upset. Uh, don't know what seed Winthrop's going to be, but 12. they they're projected project as a twelve right now, which is okay. Dangerous. So they're they'll they'll probably be the five seed, I think. Yep. Uh, Mo Valley, Loyola, Chicago, one who has just been annihilating teams. 
They're projected as an eight seed, so that's that's a potential eight one upset in second round. That'd be a big one. Sister Jean needs to really uh really double mask up, stay on her bullshit and get out there. Uh and then Ohio Valley, Moorhead State won. They pulled off a pretty large upset against Belmont. There's just something deep in me with Moorhead. Like, I want to believe in them, but I can't at the same time. So they're projected as a 14 seed um, right now, which I think is a little low. But It is a little low because Belmont's surely going to make it, right? Um, I have – aren't you ha- aren't you glad I have uh, Lenardi's thing pulled up right here? Aren't you glad I didn't say banana? Belmont is not in, bro. Wow, that's that's kind of bullshit. He does not have Belmont in his tournament. Yeah, because they dude, that's a little much. I will say. What are they? 25, 24 and two. Yeah, like I, I honestly just pulled out of my ass. Are there are, are there really twenty four and two? I don't know. What is it? Ohio Valley. Yeah. Uh, OVC. Belmont is. 26 and four. Okay. I mean, that, I mean, I'm sorry, but that deserves a That deserves a bid. We'll see. We'll they see. lost to we'll Moorhead up. twice in Eastern Kentucky, like three damn good teams in that division. Who else did they lose to? That's four. That's only they three. They lost losses. to Samford fourth game of the year. Okay. So out of these auto bids, the one that I like, like Travis said, I, I think Winthrop is dangerous, especially if they get that 12 seed. Um, I think Winthrop is more dangerous as a 12 seed than Loyola is as an eight seed. Yeah, I'd like to see Loyola as a lower seed, like maybe a 10 or 11. They, can, they, can, they can make some noise. Eight seed's kind of tough because you get that one seed second round automatically, assuming you make it past a tough nine seed matchup. That's what I'm saying. Like eight, nine seeds, like – that's just pointless. That sucks as to be an eight. I'd rather, like you said, be a 10, 11, 12 seed. Yeah. But those, those are the auto bids that are locked up. Pretty exciting. I think all those teams, I, just looking at that gets me pumped up. Cause I, the, all those teams have been pretty, pretty nails all year. We also already have a couple of championship games that are already set to be played this weekend on Saturday. Um, they're for whatever reason, they stretch out their conference championship tournaments. Yeah. I hate that. They played yeah. them all last week, but they're wait, holding off on the championship games. Yeah. And one is kind of a, a dog. Sh- like, honestly, like neither of these teams would make the tournament unless they won, unless they won it, unless they won their conference tournament. And that's the American East. It's you number six seed in the American East. UMass Lowell is playing number four seed Hartford. Um, and, Joel Lenardi has Hartford as a 16 seed right now, but that's only because they're they're automatically qualifying for winning the tournament. Neither of these guys would have been in the tournament, which is amazing. The fact that one of them is going to make it because yeah, I yeah. mean, and, and if we're picking one, I got to go Hartford here. Yeah, me too. UMass barely made out of game one. I think they carried that momentum into game two, and then we had bet against them with UMBC on Saturday, and UMBC completely choked that game away. Yeah. So they their luck's about out. Yes, yeah, so they they they're on a roll. They're hot, but I think that time off's going to kill them. So definitely, Gunnelly and Hartford in that matchup on Saturday, whatever the line may be, I bet you'll be pretty close because they're pretty evenly matched. Um, but it doesn't matter because whoever wins will be a 16 seed, and they'll get bounced. Now this other this other conference tournament that I think is very interesting is the Atlantic 10, which we all know very very well because especially if you're in the St. Louis area, SLU is in the, is, is in the A10. Get the St. Bonaventure Bonnies, the number one seed versus the number two seed VCU Rams. Um, what's interesting is VCU is on Lenardi's last four buys, and he's in he's an eleven. They're on an eleven seed. The Bonnies are a nine seed. Um, so 
pretty much a, a lot's at stake here for VCU. If they lose this game, they're potentially out of the tournament. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, I would say that more than likely they are. Uh, but I'm going. I'm going St. Bonaventure. They yeah. have been. They've been hot lately. They look like a good team, and I think that they deserve to be that nine seed. I mean, just by the way they've been playing. Yeah, I, I agree. Just too unpredictable. I've I've bet on some St. Bonaventure games, and they've they've done me well. Yeah, VCU turns the ball over a lot. I know we've we've noticed that as of late. Whenever, even in games where we bet the team they're playing, I think we did that last week, and VCU still turned the ball over like 19 times, and somehow find a way to win. But you're not going to do that in March. That's the big key there. Um, we like the Bonnies in the A10. So, without further ado, let's roll in to our conference tournament championship brackets. What what we're going to do? All Power Five, ACC, Big Twelve, Big East, Big. Big 10, Pac-12, and SEC. Sorry, that's actually six tournaments. We're actually doing seven yes. tournaments. So stick with us. It'll, it'll be a lengthy episode, but it'll be worth it. So you're going to know your shit going into March. Yeah. Going into so, March, man. So let's kick it off with the ACC tournament, which starts tomorrow at, or today when you guys are hearing this. Um, Tuesday. There's two games. Tuesday, March 9th. Uh, three games today. Oh, three is games. there? Yeah, there's... Uh, number 12, Pitt. Number 13, Miami play. at. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, and then Notre Dame and Wake play super and, late. Yeah, and then Duke and BC. Um, let's be honest, none of those teams really stand a shot and making a run. Um, so what we're going to do with Frechie's tournaments, we're not going to run through the whole entire bracket, even though I filled out all of them just to see, like, how I was leaning. Um, what we're going to do is we're going to – who's your pick to win and why? who's a dark horse candidate that can win the entire conference tournament. And there, and there's any teams in each of these conferences that are on the bubble and will their seating slash chance to get in the tournament be affected by their tourney performance. So Travis, the AC tournament, I have a handful of teams I think could win, but I ended up picking one and it's super vanilla. Who'd you pick? I picked Virginia. I don't like Virginia. They can't score. That's my problem with Virginia. Uh, Virginia actually is not the favorite to win. So while they are the number one seed, They're Florida not. State's the favorite to win. I am fading Florida State yep. all hell until they prove me otherwise. Uh, me and Jared bet against them when they or bet on them when they played UNC about a week ago. And Notre Dame, Notre Dame this past weekend. I know, but we bet on them when we were in Florida when they played UNC and they choked away that big lead and they lost again to Notre Dame. Like they have just not looked good. Uh, at all no they haven't and i'm I'm fading uh florida state team that i like and team that i'm picking to win is virginia tech yeah okay (laughs) they have wins against villanova they've already beat virginia once and they've beat clemson so virginia tech winning actually goes against who i have who i have as my dark horse um i have north carolina as my dark horse candidate so they're, they're mine as well okay even though they're really not a dark horse they are they're better odds to win than virginia tech 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonix therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonix is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonix therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. Yeah, they're plus 450. Because, I mean, it's it's UNC and the ACC tournament. They're not bad. Virginia Tech's plus 700. Yeah, I think I think UNC's path to get to the championship game is fairly easy. Especially like you, like, yeah, they have to go through, go through Virginia Tech, who you said is like a tough team. But then they're probably going to play Florida State in the semis, who we all both just said that we're fading because they can't, they've, they've kind of faltered towards the end. It's March is all about who's going to be hot going into the tournament, and Florida State is the exact opposite of that. And so that's what I have. I mean, that UNC was my dark horse. So I think whoever comes out of that Virginia Tech-UNC game wins the ACC tournament. Wow. Okay. Okay, so Travis got Vatek. They're plus 400 as his pick. He's got his dark horses UNC. They're at plus, plus 700. Sorry, plus 700. He's got dark horses UNC plus 450. I got Virginia, which honestly getting Virginia at plus 310 is not bad because you look at their side of the bracket. I think their side of the bracket is super fucking easy. You're probably going to play a Syracuse team in the second round who also can't score very well, but Virginia's got a really good defense. You're probably going to play no, a no, 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 no. What? I, uh, I like NC. my dark horse that was is NC State. I like NC State a lot. They won some big games on the stretch. They have beaten – they have beaten uh, – Virginia already this year. So if they win, I feel like they could upset them again. I don't know. I just think that side of the bracket's super easy. You look at the bottom, you have UNC, you have Virginia Tech, you have Florida State, you have Louisville. I mean, you have a bunch of teams down there on the bottom that are a lot tougher. I think the top half of the bracket's a lot easier, which is why I pick Virginia. I think they're gonna have an easier path, less uh less wear and tear. But regardless, you got a, you got you got some bubble teams in here. You got Syracuse is in Lenardi's first four out. So they pretty much have to be NC State on what is that? Wednesday? They have to be NC State on Wednesday to make the tournament. If they lose that game, they're out. So there's two, they're both bubble teams, NC State and Syracuse both. Yeah. And then Georgia Tech is so in whoever the- wins that pretty much whoever wins that game, I think probably gets into the tournament. Yeah. And then Georgia Tech and Louisville are both in the last four buys, which basically you know how he has the first four out. 
the last four buys are pretty much the 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 next four after the first four out, uh, or for sorry, last four in, last four in. You just uh, confused the fuck out of me. Sorry. So the the last four buys mean so he has the last four out or the last four in. The last four buys are the ones like next to that. So basically five, six, seven, eight. So you have the last four in one, two, three, four. Then you have the last four buys five, six, seven, eight. So are those people who get in before the last four in? Yes. So that's possibly the dumbest shit I've ever. It's heard in my stupid, life. but Georgia might not t- be the the second four in. So they're they're essentially they're essentially on the bubble essentially, um, which is Georgia Tech and Louisville, and Georgia Tech should beat whoever they play in the second round because I honestly think that Pitt could upset Clemson. Um, I don't know because I can see <laughs> this top half could be a total shit show because I think Clemson can beat Georgia Tech. We'll see, and then Louisville was going to play Duke in the second round probably. And that's that's Duke, like you said, you said North Carolina in the ACC tournament. Duke in the ACC tournament is no cakewalk either, although they've been dog shit all year long. So you're looking at two teams right there that if you think Clemson wins and beats Georgia Tech, and if I think that Duke can win, which I'm not going to bet on Duke, but if Duke can win and then beat Louisville, you have two teams right there that are getting kicked out, probably. Yeah, I mean, this is a very unorthodox ACC tournament. With Duke as a 10 seed, North Carolina as a 6 seed. So a lot's going to happen. At the end of the day, uh, I have Virginia Tech winning. Jared has Virginia winning. All hail from uh, Virginia State. And then both of our dark horses is UNC. But if you want to take a little bit of a gamble, I think NC State has the potential to ruin someone's day for sure. All right. So there you have it. Um, The odds there, Virginia, me, plus 310. Travis got Va Tech at plus 700. Both our dark horses are UNC at plus 450. Um, Travis is a secondary dark horse of NC State. What are they? Uh, plus three. Where it is? I got it. Plus 8,000. Okay. Jesus Christ. Holy Christ. Yeah. So, um, I mean, what a throw a couple bucks on it. Why not? Yeah, no shit. Well, we're going to move on to the next one, which is the Big 12, which is always another interesting one in Kansas City, um, even though there's no Big 12 teams in Missouri. Um, shout out Mizzou. This is another tournament that I'm just like, okay, I could see going a few different ways. There's one team that I just have been riding a lot this year that I really, really like, and I really think they can pull this one off. Yeah, I wouldn't say necessarily they can – they're going to win, but Oklahoma state. Yeah. Can, can, can make a run for sure. They definitely can. Um, they're actually my pick to win it at plus five. That's just, that's a stretch. They're definitely not going to win, but why? Cause they, why? Cause, they, why? Cause they're going to play Baylor in the semis. Yeah. I mean, I know, <clears throat> I know that Baylor is kind of choking. I'm not big on Baylor, but at the same time, uh, I, I just think that they're going to win this. I hate to go super minus one seventy five, ladies and gents. Minus one forty, depending on where you get it. At. I saw minus one seventy five, but either way, I mean, exactly who's who's favored that much to win the conference tournament. There's there's really no competition to beat them. Oklahoma State's not going to beat them, but again, they are my dark horse. So it's kind of the same thing I had uh, with that Virginia Tech and UNC game. I think Oklahoma State 
beats West Virginia, and then them and Baylor play in the semis. So the winner of that will win the Big 12 tournament. Okay. My dark horse is actually Texas Tech down in that bottom half of the bracket at plus 900. They are a good rebounding team. They got Matt McClung, who's solid. Um, the problem is, is that Texas is one of the better rebounding and shooting teams in the Big 12. I'm not a huge Texas guy. We bet on them a couple times this year. They kind of fucked us. But I think they're hot. If Texas Tech can beat Texas, because I think Oklahoma is going to end up beating Kansas in that, in that second round. Um, so if Texas Tech can beat Texas and then beat Oklahoma in the semis, anything, anything can happen in that, in that championship game. So Texas Tech is my dark horse at plus 900. I have time. <laughs> we are super opposed because from that bottom side going to the uh, finals, I have Texas going to the championship game. So do I in my, in my initial bracket, I have Oklahoma state and Texas. Yeah. I'm just saying if, if tech can beat Texas, I think the, the path is there for them to win. The well, whole so, I mean, since my dark horse is Oklahoma state, I just like had someone like filling out my bracket. I had Texas in the championship game. So yeah. it's kind of like you, uh, like you said, Texas kind of burned us. Their free throw shooting is very iffy. Uh, yep. I know Jericho Sims, like he is horrible from the free throw line, but at the same time, like they are a big team. So what's interesting about there, there are no real true bubble teams in the big 12. The lowest seed you have right now is OU. They're slated to be a six seed in Lenardi's bracket. But what I think is interesting, a team that could falter and drop seeds, West Virginia is scheduled is slated to be a three seed Lenardi's bracket. So if they lose the Oklahoma state first round, cause Oklahoma state's a four seed. I mean, a lot of shit could happen. There are no bubble teams. So I don't see any bubble teams really fucking up in this one. Cause there are really none. Yeah, no, I don't have any dropping out from the Big 12. Nope, Big 12 is set, which moves us in to our next one, which is going to so be – Before we go, Jared has Oklahoma State as his winner, Texas Tech as his dark horse. I have Baylor as my winner, Oklahoma State as my dark horse at plus 800. Oh, I have Oklahoma State at plus 550. Mavada had him at plus 800 earlier. I had them somewhere at plus five fifty, but whatever. They're still they're still my my favorite to win. My dark horse is Texas Tech at plus nine hundred. So I got mine off Odd Shark. I think all mine today. Um, well, they I know they sometimes can suck because I'm looking at it right now in Bavada, Baylor minus one forty, Oklahoma State's plus eight hundred. All right, well, what is what is Texas Tech then? Because they're they're my they're my dark horse. They are plus a thousand. Okay, there you go. Even better. So. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up Bavada and let you guys know mine the rest of the way, but let's go move on to the Big East. Um, big tournament. There's one team in this one that I've been riding a lot all year long, and I really like them too. Um, so Travis Yeah, we have. Up. I mean, it's, it's St. John's. I know who it is already. Yeah. Uh, they came back down a shit ton to Seton Hall on Saturday. So, I mean, they've shown that they have fight, and they're what a – four seed in this tournament i believe which is not which is not impossible to to win the whole damn thing and they're the best hall again right mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner they're playing seton hall they're the best scoring team in this conference yeah i mean it's 
it's possible that in their odds, their odds are in their favor, uh, especially the side of their bracket they're on because they are on the number one seeded side, uh, which is Villanova and uh, Villanova is hurting. Yeah, they are uh, bad. Uh, Connor Gillespie is he's I, no, that's not his name. Something like that. Gillespie. Uh, he is Connor out. Gillespie's a UFC fighter. I know it's something Gillespie. Can't think of it off the top of my head, but he is out for their starting point guard out for the season. And then their other guard went down uh, on Saturday yeah. with an, with a leg injury. So they're the number one seed. They're not even favored to win. So I, I don't see them going too far. No, which is why I have St. John's upsetting them. And then I think if St. John's beats Villanova, well, they're going to win the whole thing, which that, that that's my winner. I got St. John's at, what is it on here? It's plus 1800 on Bovada. Yeah. So St. John's is my dark horse. I have Creighton winning. I don't think there's a team outside of a healthy Villanova. It's as talented as Creighton in this tournament. So this I, have Cre- I have Creighton and St. John's in my championship game. I'm guessing you probably, you probably have the same one then. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Creighton's my winner and my dark horse is St. John's because Creighton yeah. as the winner is plus 175. Yeah, they are. My dark horse is actually going to be Seton Hall which has actually got better odds than St. John's. But I think the winner of that game could fuck some shit up and kind of like just run the table, you know? Um, so my dark horse is Seton Hall at plus 750. Um, a team I like to fuck shit up, which could really ruin it for uh, for Creighton, is Providence. Uh, the Friars, baby. They've already beaten Creighton. They beat Vill- a healthy Villanova. They beat UConn and Seton Hall this year, all of them only team they haven't beaten in front of them in this tournament is St. John's. Which goes uh, well. So they play DePaul in the first round. If they win, they play UConn, which again, they've already beat them. If they win that, they could play Creighton, which they've already beaten them. So, I mean, talk about a dark horse right there. Yeah. Providence um, is plus 3,000. Plus 3,000, which is bananas. But anyway, I think I think it's St. John's. Cre- I think, first of all, St. John's. I know Mike Anderson fucked Mizzou back in the day hard by leaving and skipping town and going to Arkansas, but he is the coach of, of, of St. John's right now. And he's a damn good coach. Um, 40 minutes of hell is, is, is what they call him. He brings the full court press and I don't know if this conference is ready for it. So Travis has got Creighton winning it all at plus plus one seventy five. Um, his dark horse is St. John's at plus 18, plus 1800. That's my winner. St. John's plus 1800. My dark horse is Seton hall. Who plays St. John's in the opening round at plus seven fifty? Um, bubble teams. You know what's interesting? Lenardi has St. John's as the next four out. Next four out, not even the first four out. Yeah. So I mean, if they beat, think if they beat Seton Hall, that puts him in the tournament. Guess who also is in the next four out? Seton Hall. Yep. Yeah. So the winner of that game, I think, again, it's similar to. Uh, this is what I have. It's similar to that uh, Xavier, or not Xavier, but UNC or NC State Syracuse game. The winner of that game makes the tournament. Yeah. So I think if the winner of that game can win that game. And then also, well, the next four outs a little different. You're not the first four out. You're the next four out. So you need yeah, a lot of shit's, shit's going to change in conference championship weekend. I think if the winner of that game goes on and beats Villanova, then you're in. Um, also, you have Xavier is um, – sorry, no, sorry, sorry. Seton Hall was first four out. 
St. John's is next four out. Seton Hall's first four out. So they're actually in a, bit, a little better spot than St. John's. Xavier's Xavier, a bubble team. Xavier's the last four in. Yeah, and I think I think they're out. They have looked like dog shit lately. Um, they played Butler, which I can see very well losing that game. Even if they win, they run into Creighton in the second round, and I think they lose and they're out. They've been interesting. So if you had to take those three bubble teams and pick one to get in, who do you, who do you think is going to get in? St. John's. Because all St. John's has to do, I think, is win. And then Xavier's that bubble team that's in. Uh, they have. I think they have to beat Creighton to to continue on. Okay. All right. I don't disagree. So that is the Big East. Let's roll into the Big Ten. Another really, really large conference conference tournament. This one, for whatever reason, they think they're fucking special in their championship. Them and the SEC are going to be the last two college games we played this year um, before the tournament. Their championship game's on Sunday, March 14th. So, big tournament. Big, big, big tournament. Um, it's the biggest tournament. There's no tournament bigger than this. <laughs> that was a terrible Donald Trump impression. But anyway, uh, I have one team that just stood out to me that I was like, they're going to run the fucking table. I mean, it's hard to bet against Illinois right now. Yep. And the fact that they are not the favorite to win this tournament is bananas to me. It is. It Plus is. 333 is what you can get them at right now. A team that has just been running the table against any team they play. Uh, they're a two seed. They have it, I mean, a fairly easy way right now, especially the way that Iowa has been playing. Yeah. Because uh, they could run into them. And Fuck uh, two. I, hey. Time out. I don't think I, I don't think I was going to be there. I think Wisconsin will beat Iowa. Nah, Iowa just beat Wisconsin and they played horribly in the second half. I don't think that happens again, but I don't think that Iowa's going to be Illinois by any means. On the other side of the bracket, you've got a team in Michigan who has looked like dog shit. Uh, they got blown out by Illinois and then they lost to Michigan State on the second end of a back to back, which was ugly to end the year. And then you have an Ohio State team who's dropped their last four regular season games. Uh, but you do have Purdue who has like upside and then downside because Matt Painter is their coach. Yeah. I honestly think I think I think Ohio State's in a pretty good position to kind of get a, a nice little tune-up before the season starts. Um, I don't think – I think they're probably going to play Minnesota in their first game. That's obviously – Minnesota sucks my ass. And then they're probably they're gonna probably they're gonna play Purdue. I think they beat Purdue. I think Oklahoma State. I think no. I think Ohio State is in the semifinals in this in this tournament. Um, but I just I I don't I don't know. I, I don't know what happens there. And like you said, the top half of the bracket, Michigan State could fucking really make some noise. I think. A yeah. So noise. I I like Purdue to beat Ohio State just in terms of where they're at. Like I said, Ohio State's lost their last four. Uh, Purdue's won their last five. Had an attorney, so they're both like totally opposite ends of momentum. Uh, given that I hate how I've bet on Purdue and they continuously fuck me, I'm sure the same will happen here. But I like Purdue to make to the semis. On the other end, like you said, I like Michigan State as a spoiler. Not necessarily yeah. they're good to go far, but beating Maryland is going to be a task on its own. And then they get to play Michigan, who's kind of on a slide. But Michigan State's already beat Michigan. They beat Ohio State and Illinois. I mean, they're they're hot, so what, that's why they're my dark horse at plus thirty three hundred. Dark dark I, horse. I like I said, I didn't, I didn't pick them as a dark horse, but I like that, like where you're going with that in terms of value. Yeah, but I do like them to, to at least win a game or two. 
Yeah, I do too. It'll be interesting to see the lines in this because you guys will follow us on the Action Network for those. Um, I'm sorry if I have some slurred speech tonight. I'm kind of intoxicated. Um, My dark horse, though, is going to be Purdue just because uh, their hot streak that they've been on and the fact that they are on the easier side of the bracket, even though they're on like the number one side of the bracket. No, I don't disagree because Iowa, Wisconsin, Illinois is on that lower half. That's tough shit, man. Even look at look at a team like Penn State. They could fucking make some noise as an 11 seed, you know? I so mean, Rutgers can make some noise. They were ranked at the beginning of the year. Yeah, so I don't disagree. The top half's easier. So Travis, is, Travis likes Purdue as a dark horse at plus 475. Don't hate that. I like Michigan State as my dark horse coming out of the top half of the bracket at plus 3,300. We both like Illinois to win at yeah, plus so 333. Basically, if you're not going to pick Illinois to win, uh, take your pick on whoever you like on the top half of the bracket. Yeah, because even Michigan at plus 165 is not horrible. But they just for me, they're going to have to – their first game, they're going to have to really show something that, like, they, they've turned it around a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. So – that was the Big Ten. Let's roll into a conference that is not a traditional power conference, but one that I think is pretty fucking important. And I think Travis would agree with me. It's yeah, the one. It's some teams that can. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Ooh, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Not teams, but like, I think a team from this conference is going to be able to make a run in, uh, in the NCAA tournament. I agree. I agree. So you look at it, it's the Mountain West tournament. And you look at the top four seeds, guys. I'm going to rip off the top four seeds. San Diego State's number one. Uh, Utah State's number two, who's actually on Joel Lenardi's first four out, which is crazy. Um, number three, Colorado State, who's on Joel Lenardi's last four in. And number four, Boise State, who's on Joel Lenardi's last four in as well. And then also you got Nevada there at number five. They're not they're not on Lenardi's watch list. But if they make a fucking run, who, who, who knows? This is a... Team, the seeds one through five in this tournament, like Travis said, whoever wins, I think can make a deep run in the tournament. Yeah, and I have my eyes on one. Uh, hate to be chalk. Yep. I'm just going to come out right out and say yep. it. I don't think a team's going to come out and compete 
and be able to put it put a team on the floor to beat San Diego State in this conference. Their defense is so smothering. They allow the le- the fewest amount of points in the in the conference. Um, I love me some Boise State. That's going to be the matchup in the semis. I think Boise State and San Diego State. I just don't see it happening. And San Diego State's even, so it's not terrible odds. You know, you bet ten, you win ten. Um, that's my pick as well, San Diego State. Yeah, I agree. Uh, my dark horse though is going to be Boise. So kind of the same thing. Whoever comes, whoever wins that semis game is going to win. But that's that's dark horse for me. Like I'm, I'm going to personally put a, a good chunk of change down San Diego State just because, like Jared said, the defense is smothering, and I really don't see a team uh, that's going to be able to beat them. Yeah, my dark horse is going to be Boise State as well, but I also like Colorado State at plus 400. They have beaten San Diego State this year. They've beaten Boise State this year. They beat, they're the only team to beat all three of those teams, San Diego State, Boise State, and Utah State. So I would, I would lean that, but uh, what would that have been? Was that sometime this weekend? I bet on Colorado State to beat Nevada, and they were up big. Like I'm talking pretty large chunk, double digits, completely fucking blew it and lost at the end of the game. So Colorado state is on my shit list. I think they, uh, they lose to Utah state. Okay. So with that being said, Utah state's in the first four out Colorado state's in the last four in. If that does happen, flip flops, they flip flop. Okay. Okay. Boise's also on the last four in. Do you, do you, do you think they're safe? Yeah. Cause I think, I think if they beat Nevada and they lose to San Diego State in the semis, I don't think you can punish them for that. Boise State's a team that needs to be in the tournament. Okay. Well, there you go, guys. There's a bubble watch. Uh, Travis thinks Utah State's going to end up beating Colorado State and Colorado State's going to get bounced. I'm not sure I see it that way. I actually have Colorado State in my championship game against San Diego State, but San Diego State winning the whole damn thing. So um, that is the Mountain West Let's roll into the Pac-12, a very – which is funny. The highest-scoring team in this conference this year, Arizona, is not in the tournament. They are on a uh, – Really? Yep. Did you, not, did you not notice that? There's only there's only 11 teams. I did not notice that. Didn't even – like when I looked at this bracket, didn't even come to my mind. Yeah, so they are on a self-imposed one-year postseason ban because um, they do legal shit all the time down there. Um, so no Arizona, who's – the best scoring team in the conference, which kind of sucks. Mine's... To me, when I look at this, there's one. It's kind of like the uh, Mountain West. Yeah, it's super. I chunky. don't see anybody beating this one team, and it's going to be the same thing. Uh, number one seed again. Yeah, it's Oregon. 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 But this time we got pretty good odds at plus two sixty five. They do have better odds for sure. Um, Oregon. But like all these other teams are so spotty. USC. UCLA have have dropped some pretty big games this year. So why is uh, why is UCU why kind of kind of interrupt? Why is USC the favorite? I actually think Utah beats them in the second round. Yeah. So odd enough, you say that Utah is my dark horse at plus. Me too. Now. Me too. Yeah, they've won some pretty big games. Like as a seven seed, not saying that Utah is good, but I mean, I feel like in the past Utah's defense has just been like the, their it factor. Uh, so I like Utah. USC has boned me a little bit. I think Oregon runs the table on their side of the bracket. And uh, the three seed in this, which I feel like is a pretty decent favorite, Colorado. Yep. They can only play really good at home. They have like the hardest place to play uh, in college basketball. And if you look at a lot of their losses this year, have come on the road. 
So here we have a neutral site tournament. I don't think they're going to be able to succeed very well. They may make the semis, but I don't think they're going to make the championship game or contest Oregon for the championship. So I actually have Utah in my championship game against against Oregon. I have I have Utah and Oregon in, in, in the championship game. Well, that would make sense if they're your dark horse. So I mean, yeah. If that makes it, then yeah. Yeah, I, but that's also crazy. with that being said, the reason why I picked Utah, they shoot the best. They have the best free throw percentage, one of the best free throw percentages in the conference and also one of the best three-point percentages. So while everyone clamors about USC being this great, great shooting team, Utah actually shoots better from three-point and free throw percentage than Utah. Or, sorry, than, than, than USC. Well, they so, just beat USC uh, by 10 points um, in their third to last game of the season. So, to, I mean, to me, USC is not that big of a threat. Honestly, I don't see really anyone being a threat. If I'm putting my money on anyone, I'm putting it on Oregon. Yeah. Just because of how they've played lately, it's been it's been lights out. I don't expect any of these teams to make a big run. Honestly, I would not be surprised if we get past Sweet 16 weekend or the Sweet 16. We have no Pac-12 teams left. Yeah. Oregon's good for – I mean, they're going to have to catch fire and just stay hot. But if if they have a – I mean, even just like a little bit below average shooting night, then they're going to get bounced. Absolutely. Um, Bubble watch. You got UCLA as a 10 seed. They don't, they don't draw an easy matchup in that first round against. Oregon I don't think State. they, they, the Oregon state poses a threat. You don't No, I really don't. I think so, UCLA, like they're not a good team, but I don't think they're going to get bounced from the tournament. So you got UCLA going in still, they beat Oregon state and they lock up their spot. So that's a pack 12 Travis. We both have Oregon winning it all. Not sexy plus two sixty five. They're not the favorite. USC is I mean plus, two, plus 265 is number one seed. It's pretty sexy to me. They've been they've been like disrespected all year. They've won 10 of their last 11 games. They're they're playing good basketball. They are. They are. Um and then we both like our dark horse. At, dude, I I'll actually start I'm starting to really talk myself in, into that Utah dark horse at plus 3000. <laughs> I wouldn't get your hopes up. I mean, as far as yes, I can see them being a dark horse and competing for the for the championship. I can also see them losing to Washington in the first round. Very true. Very true. So last but not least, we, by the way, guys, we're not, we're not done for this. We're going to talk about a few other things. Um, we've got the SEC tournament, which is our alma mater. Mizzou is in. Um, the first game is until Wednesday, and that's just one game. It really kicks off on Thursday, March 11th. So you all have a lot of time to prepare for this. Um, Again, a big ass tournament. Championship games on on Sunday at noon um, in in Nashville. This is another field where I look at. I'm like, I I could pick six teams that could that could fuck shit up. Yeah, I for me that I looked at this and immediately had my my championship game. <clears throat> I'm just gonna come right out and say it. Uh, I don't I don't like Alabama uh, in this tournament. I I'm, I'm yeah, not we're gonna we're gonna have the same we're gonna have the same championship game. I'm not saying they're going to drop it quick, but Alabama, they rely too much on that three-point ball. It was good for them earlier on in the year, and I think they've kind of – I mean, you can only shoot so many threes and be so hot for such a period of time. It's getting yep. to the point where they're they're going to have a game where they fall off, and that game that they fall off, they're going to lose. Whether it be in the SC tournament or in the NCAA tournament, it's going to happen. I agree. They're not going to go, what is it, fucking 10 games in a row where they're just red hot. I don't think it's going to happen. So I actually have Florida and Arkansas in my championship game. I have Tennessee and Arkansas. See, Tennessee's 
Tennessee did not impress me on the back. Well, Tennessee did weekend. just beat Florida, right? Like this past weekend. Yeah. So like, and Florida was like winning the beginning of that game. Tennessee kind of came back, showed that they were the better team. I just have not been a believer in Florida much this year. I know, man, but they're they're a tough team. They're scrappy. They got a semi easy road. If you want to look at it, they're the best field goal percentage team in the SEC. Bama's eleventh, which is why I think if they get past Tennessee, they can beat Bama in those semis and get to that championship game. But it doesn't matter. I got my winner picked. It's Arkansas. Yeah, Arkansas plus two ninety. Uh, or Tennessee plus 450 was mine, but I'm leaning at Arkansas. Like, they're just, I don't know. They've seemed like a really good team. I mean, pretty much honestly all season. They were kind of disrespected earlier on in the year. I think there was a point where they were like had one or two losses. Their first loss was to Mizzou, and they still weren't ranked. Yeah. So, Arkansas. They also have, they're the best team they're, they have the best assist ratio in the SEC, which I think assist is super important, especially when you watch the style of defense a lot of these SEC teams play. They play a lot of zone, keep the, keep the ball on the perimeter. you got to find a shot. To find a shot, you have to, go, have, to have, you have to have good passers, and I think Arkansas has that. Yeah, and they have, they have some pretty lengthy players. They have that really, really tall, lengthy white dude who, if they need to use them, they can. They can utilize them pretty well. They've won. He can stroke too. He can, he can shoot. Yeah. They've won 11 of their last 12. In that, their only loss was the Oklahoma State by four points. They beat Mizzou. They beat Florida. They beat Bama in that stretch. They are they are a hot team right now that I would not want to play. They are not. So we both have Arkansas. It's going to have to happen because if Mizzou wins their first game, they have to run into Arkansas. Which – you're going to call me crazy, but there's one team I think that can upset Arkansas in this tournament. It's going to be, especially in that, in that bottom half of the bracket, the only team that can beat Arkansas is Mizzou, in my opinion. Uh, I don't think so because my dark horse is Ole Miss. My dark horse is Mizzou, but. My dark horse is Ole Miss at plus 2,200. They're the sixth seed. Uh, they play South Carolina first, and when they beat them, they will play LSU, which I think is a completely overrated yep, team. Absolutely. And then they could go on to the semis and play Arkansas. And I think if you beat, I think Arkansas, even though they're the two seed, is the team to beat in this tournament. Yep. So I love I love that pick because if Arkansas does beat Mizzou and Ole Miss can get past LSU, they they definitely can do it. My my, and that's why the same reason I picked Mizzou. I'm not. I haven't been high on Mizzou at all the last month of the year. I'm a Mizzou alumni, but I just don't think there's any way they lose to Georgia again this year. Um, they beat Arkansas. They should have beat Arkansas twice, to be honest with you. They had them beat the second game. They let it up. So if they can get past Arkansas again, like, and that was my same reasoning, like LSU's phony. Like, but they've lost the Ole Miss twice already. Again, you're not, and that's my thing. They're not going to lose to a team three times in a year. It's very rare you lose to a team three times in a year. Very, very rare. That so, is true. That, that's my reason. Like, like my reasoning is they've already lost to Georgia. They've already lost to Ole Miss twice. Um, they, they, they can beat Arkansas. And then if they end up playing Florida, who I, I don't think Bama is going to beat there. I think Florida and Tennessee are beatable. I'm not trying to convince myself into it, but that's my dark horse because I have to do it. Plus 900. I still think Arkansas takes the whole thing at plus whatever they are, 290. All right. It's crazy. Mizzou's plus 900 and Ole Miss, who's a seed above them, is plus 2200. Yeah. Uh, that, the odds there are just 
don't add up. But either way, uh, is there anyone in the SEC that is on bubble watch that could be eliminated or go into the tournament? Um, Ole Miss is on the bubble. I mean, I think I mean, Ole Miss, if they, if they beat South Carolina and LSU, I think they're in, right? Absolutely. But they have, they have to win both yeah, to be like, sure. locked in. Yeah. Cause they are, it's very, I think that's very achievable for them. Like that's definitely not like out of realm of possibility. So they are on the next four out fighting with SMU, Memphis, St. John's. And then the first four out Utah state, Syracuse, St. Louis and Seton hall. I think Slew's done. And I think Ole Miss or St. John's can jump in and take that St. Louis, maybe even Syracuse spot or St. John's beat Seton hall. They take that spot. So a, a, a lot of things could happen there. Yeah. So we got, got pretty GM packed uh, conference tournament week. It's going to be exciting. Like Jared said, a lot of our, uh, our big winners will be on the action network, but those are just our, who we have winning, which honestly we had quite a few similarities in there. The first, it didn't start out so well, but at the end we kind of formed together. Absolutely. I mean, it's a fun time. It's tough to predict. I wouldn't be surprised if we fucking whiffed on all those, but it, it is what it is. You know, um, conference attorneys are hard, but if there's one that I'm like the most confident in, it's probably San Diego state. I would probably put a significant amount of money on them. They were the ones that were even to win the whole thing. Right. Um, I think them, them in Oregon for me, I like Oregon too. too. Yeah. I like Oregon too. So, um, but that is our conference championship preview. Obviously, guys, we'll be coming out with our episode on Monday of next week. Um, we're going to record on Sunday after Selection Sunday. We're going to do a full bracket breakdown preview game. Try to give you a gambling preview for each first-round game. We'll see how that goes. But we're going to we're not done. Up. We're not done. We're not done for the day. we got two more things. We're going to talk about the Players' Championship, which is a.k.a. the PGA's fifth major unofficial fifth major it's a big ass tournament and we got our uh golf correspondent travis ryan on the scene travis um break it down for us because i don't have anything on this i want you to tell me who to bet on all right so let's dive into it yeah so the players championship like you said aka the fifth major uh takes place tpc sawgrass in ponte vedra vedra beach florida so going to have some gorgeous weather, but it is an awesome course. Um, real, It's like, it's not too difficult, but we got, there's a lot of huge bunkers on this course, lots of water. So it's an accurate player's dream course and an inaccurate player's nightmare. Uh, and then obviously you have one of the most famous holes in golf, which is the holes, which is hole 17, the par three with the Island green uh, surrounded by water, which basically like, Probably any casual golfer, like you or myself, zero chance of hitting that green. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's tough. It's tough. It's it's, it's tough, but they make it they make it look super easy. So, here's some bets I like because honestly, there hasn't been a lot released since we we are recording on Monday. Mm. But the but we will write a blog that we'll have our full betting preview up for. Yeah. So. Let's start out with with the guy, uh, my guy. I love him. Always bet on him, and uh, include him in a lot of my bets. Dustin Johnson, he is he's been pretty solid at TPC Sawgrass and the players over the last three years since his stint uh, in 2017, where he took over the world number one. 
He has placed top 20 in the players in each of those years. So I like him to place in the top 20. Can't find the odds on it. I know he's the favorite to win. So I imagine they're like probably pretty close to even. But regardless, DJ top 20. I also like DJ minus 125 over Bryson DeChambeau in the whole tournament. This just comes down to an accuracy thing. There are a lot of drivable or close to drivable par fours that Bryson uh, can hit, especially on 18. I think he uh, just gets a little bit out of his range here and gets a little inaccurate, finds himself in some shitty situations. DJ always known to play it safe. And like I said, he's been, he's been successful here uh, in previous three years. So I like him minus 125 over Bryson. A couple other ones I like. I like Rory uh, in the top 20. I can't find, like I said, can't find the odds on it, but I will take it. Rory is not necessarily been doing the best. and He's not the most accurate, but he is good at TPC Sawgrass and good in the players. Uh, these next two that I like are based on their performance this year and their accuracy. Victor Hovland, I like him to place in the top 20. Okay. Uh, he has just been killing it as of lately. He is 23rd in the tour um, on greens and regulation. So he's a, he's a pin seeker and he's pretty damn good at it. Outside of that, this year he has just been on fire. He's placed uh, tied for second, tied for fifth, and tied for second up until this past weekend. Uh, so he is just, he's lighting it up out there. So Victor Hovland in the top 20, again, don't have odds, but whenever they become available, we will give those to you. Uh, and another one I have is Scotty Scheffler, who is an up-and-comer. He has never played at the players, but again, super accurate golfer who has just been red hot. And uh, again, I'm going, I'm basing a lot of these bets uh, on one, how they played at the players previously, and two, how they're playing this year in their accuracy on the tour. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Okay. So that's it. DJ, Rory, Hovland, and Scheffler all in the top 20. And then DJ over Bryson. So two big bets on DJ. Um, we don't have the odds on them yet. Like I said, we will be planning on writing a blog for Belly Up with a with a big player championship preview because um, this is the biggest tournament until we get the Masters, which I believe is the second weekend of April, that, that weekend of the 8th, 9th, and the 10th, and the 11th. Um, so, fun was I was I correct in saying that? Yeah, it is that is that week technically a month, the, uh, pretty much pretty much a, a, a month from today. 
Yeah. First weekend in April. Yeah. So there well, we go. I guess technically second. Yeah. First weekend falls on like the very first of April. Yeah. So that is your betting guide for the players should be a fun time. We'll definitely hit some of those. Well, and Travis can also come out with, with some more matchups as the lines become available. He's the golf guy. I am not. I just tail him and we usually don't lose money. So last but not least, I want to give you a little uh, pop culture stuff here. Uh, the Grammys are on Sunday. Grammys 2021. Um, they're being probably hosted virtually, which is whatever. Um, but we will, uh, we're going to go ahead and talk about the four big categories album of the year, which I have to look at these up and what the difference is and why. Cause like we, we're going to talk about album of the year, record of the year, song of the year and best new artists. Um, cause I always get confused on why they call it record and song. Like I want to know what the difference is there. Um, but it is this Sunday, March 14th. Um, so record of the year. So we're going to talk, let's talk about record of the year first. So record of the year is of course their website's stupid. Um, here record of the year is awarded to the artist and the producers, recording engineers and or mixers. So basically it's everyone who, who wrote the song is record of the year. And record of the year is Black Parade by Beyonce, Colors by Black Pumas, Rockstar by DaBaby featuring Roddy Rich, Say So by Doja Cat, Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish, Don't Start Now by Dua Lipa, Circles by our boy Post Malone, and Savage by Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce. Classic, bougie. I am snacking. <laughs> they, should they, should, they should let I am snacking, girl. Give this, give this record of the year. So record of the year, that's what that is. Travis, do you have the do you have the odds pulled up? I do. Uh, don't start now by Dua Lipa as even odds. Don't even know. I don't even know if I. Yeah, you do. Hold up, hold up. We'll we'll play a snippet so we don't get a copyright infringement. But you know this song. We're at the end of the episode. We don't, we can we can fuck around a little bit. Don't start now. Yeah, I think you know it a little bit. Only pay for what you need. Of course, we get an ad. We get an ad. We're getting ads. Unsponsored ads. Unsponsored ads. Not paying us. Cool. Another sponsored ad. In veto. Sorry, one more. You know the song. Is it Did a Full 180? Yeah, Did a Full 180. It's a TikTok dude, song. Dude, I'm not gonna lie, that is that is a fucking banger though. <laughs> so that's gonna get record of the year because I mean it's at even odds. Next is Beyonce at plus three seventy five. And there, I've never even heard Beyonce's song either. Black Parade, no, I I know all these other songs other than Beyonce's and Black Pumas. Never heard of them. Yeah. So so I think it's safe to say that Dua Lipa "Don't Start Now" is gonna get that one. Probably so. Probably so. But so, when I look at these, like a lot of these are TikTok songs, which is yeah. kind of ridiculous. Well, I mean, TikTok started around this time last year. Savage, Say So, Rockstar could honestly be considered a TikTok song. So half of them. Yeah. Um, next is Album of the Year. And Album of the Year is obviously awarded the artist 
and the feature artists, songwriters of new material, producers, and recording engineers. So basically a full body of work. So why why isn't Machine Gun Kelly's album on here? I don't know. Everyone really, loved that. I thought that would for sure be at least nominated. Nomination. I don't know, I don't know but you got this guy. I can't pronounce his name. He's foreign. I mean, really the only four you need to know are Taylor Swift, Dua Lipa, Post Malone, and Coldplay. So you got Taylor Swift, Folklore, Post Malone, Hollywood's Bleeding, which is a, it blows my mind he's nominated for Album of the Year. That's crazy for the genre of music he's in. That's That's bananas. And then you got Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia, and then like Travis said, Coldplay, Everyday Life. They've released about 5,000 albums over the last three years, so they shouldn't count. <laughs> They're going to pull that shit next time to where like you download the new uh, Apple update and it's going to automatically come on your phone. Right. They're going to be the next YouTube and pull that shit. Right. But really, like Travis said, the big three are those three. Folklore by Taylor Swift, Hollywood's Bleeding by Post Malone, and Dua Lipa, Future Nostalgia. And they get, um, like outside of Dua Lipa and Taylor Swift, like those are heavy favorites. Taylor Swift is again even odds. I don't even know if I heard a song off this album. Taylor Swift, it's okay. Her one, I oh no, no folklore is good. Is that the one that came out? I think this one that came out this summer. But I'm just like her fans make her music what it is. Like, don't get me wrong, I love me some Taylor Swift, but it's the hardcore people that like. She could put out a song where she's just farting the fucking microphone and people would love it. I mean, she's not as extreme as Drake fans, that's for sure. Like, <laughs> but again, like it's similar though. Like they make it amazing. Like, okay, for so me, she she came out with two albums this year. This one was her best one by far. If you come out with two albums in a year, you're immediately just discredited from all good work. Like you're just putting out shit just to put out shit at that. To be fair, she hadn't come out with an album since 2014, so. It's been seven years. Oh, no, it has not been that long. She put one out in like 2018, 17. Okay. I don't know. That what, was, uh, what was it? That Look What You Made Me Do? That was 2014, bro. That was not 2014. Yeah, it was. No, 2014, it was 2015. Look it up. Look up Taylor Swift's discography. Look What You Made Me Do. I will bet you money right here. That was not in 2014. 2017. What album was it on? Was it, was it a single or was it an album? I don't know. All I know is that, that was a song that she put out. Reputation. That was, yeah, they are right. That was like two, 2018. Okay. You may be right. 2017. So either way, regardless of the fact, she shouldn't win. If it, if it were up to my vote, I'd go, I'd go Post Malone. He's That's a great get, album. It's a great album. Going to get jobbed. I know he is, but probably the only real person. Honestly, I listened to Dua Lipa's album the other day. I mean, it's got a lot of fucking heaters on it, dude. But like, I don't know. I'm just not the biggest Dua Lipa fan. I know, but every year you have this like oddball, off the wall person that wins it. Like that one year when Beck won album of the year when they haven't been relevant since like fucking 2000 since the since the 90s really so i don't know i could i could see dua lipa what is the odds for dua lipa winning album of the year plus 275 i'm gonna take that i'm gonna take that I'm gonna go post malone just because he's the only one that can really sing i mean taylor swift can sing but post malone's an entertainer he's the best 
He's the goat of all these people. So then you got, so we're going to talk about song of the year, which awards the song. So this is for songwriting, not for, not for performance, songwriting. You got Black Parade, which is a Beyonce song. The Box, which is bananas. The Box by Roddy Rich <laughs> is nominated for song for songwriting. Uh, the the seal. I'm gonna get lazy. <laughs> that that fucking song of the year. Cardigan yeah. by Taylor Swift, which is a good song. Circle by Post Malone is a good song. Don't Start Now, which we just played a little bit by Dua Lipa. Everything I Wanted by Billie Eilish. I Can't Breathe by Her and The World Was Ending, which is a really fucking good song, actually. That should, that should, that honestly might honestly should win. That is second to last in odds. Really? Yeah, plus 1700. Cardigan by Taylor Swift is plus 125 favorite. What's second? Black Parade by Beyonce, plus 300. Plus 450 is Dua Lipa, Don't Start Now. Plus 900, Billie Eilish. Plus 1200, Post Malone. Plus fourteen hundred her plus seventeen hundred JP Sachs if the world was ending and plus two thousand the box. You mean the boxing and to be honest, honestly, like, if you think about like lyrics and song again, not to not to write up on Post Malone's dick, but that's a pretty damn good song. And he that was some, like he had, I he had could never flip on the radio without hearing that song. He had he had better like you're talking about in terms of like song lyrics. He had better ones in circles on that album. I don't know, man. I thought like whenever circles was like got big, I was annoyed by how much they played it and I heard it everywhere I go. But now when I hear it, I love it because like, it's not as popular anymore. Yeah. It's interesting. I mean, cardigan will probably win that one. Like when it comes to the, to the Grammys, you almost have to like lean these heavy favorites. Cause it's not even heavy though. Like plus 125 is not bad, (laughs) but that's not like good odds when you have, eight different things that could win yeah um, all these like almost all these are even odds what is what what is everything i wanted by billy eilish what is that at plus 900 that might be a dark horse right that there. could be yeah yeah it's just so hard to say it because i don't even who who votes on these is it the they have they have an academy yeah yeah that's what i thought so it's not like fan voted which is good honestly um and then you got best new artist, which is interesting to me because there's people on here. I have no fucking idea who they are, um, but then you got Noah Cyrus, Doja Cat, and Megan Thee Stallion. It's going to be Megan Thee Stallion, right? Or Doja Cat. One of those two. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion is the favorite. Um, and then Doja Cat is the second favorite. Plus 150 and plus 175. Uh there is a guy on here, D Smoke. Yeah. He was on um, Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. Really? He won, Rhythm, he won Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. Interesting. Which, was an, which is an awesome, I mean, I ruined it for you now, but it's an awesome series uh, <laughs> to watch. I mean, that's, that's how he got going. Uh, yeah. And then Noah Cyrus is on here. Other than that, I don't really know many other people. I mean, but you know, it's going to be. It's gonna be Megan the Stallion because people love her. Yeah, body yaddy 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 yaddy. I'm honestly convinced that TikTok made her music career. I mean, look. I mean, seriously, look at all these songs that are on here that are Savage. From TikTok. Um, if the world was ending, 
That's not her. If the world was ending, it'd be over, right? Yeah, it's not it's Megan the Stallion. No, I'm just saying. I'm talking about like oh. things on here that were like TikTok famous. The oh, box. that's that dude from the from Song of the Year. What? If the world was ending, I didn't even think about that. I was like, I don't even know that song, but now I do. Yeah, so yeah, like literally TikTok fueled the fucking ring. Yeah, the and then uh, they you break them down into categories, it gets a little bit different. Like the best pop solo performance is "Yummy," "Say So," "Everything I Wanted," "Don't Start Now," "Watermelon Sugar," which should fucking win. Harry Styles should win that one. What is this under? Pop best pop solo performance. Yeah, probably "Watermelon Sugar" was very popular. You know, it's about cocaine, right? I thought it was about weed. No, it's about cocaine that tastes like that when you snort it, it's, it tastes like watermelon. Watermelon sugar. Who knows what that song that song could be about anything. That, <laughs> but, that song uh, is made to be whatever about whatever, whatever you want it to be. Think. Yeah. Yeah, whatever like, you want it to be. Whatever you want to be. Use your uh, fucking imagination. But that is uh that's a long that was a long ass episode. We haven't done a long one in a while. Got a lot of shit to cover. Covered UFC. What's going to happen going forward? Conference basketball tournaments. Um, fucking players. players. The Grammys. So with all being said, if you listen this far, I just want to stop. Take a pause. If you listen this far, first of all, A, you're a true fucking fan. And you love us. You love, you love listening to us talk about bullshit all the time. So first of all, we appreciate you. Second of all, go to our merch store. Buy some of that merch. But Team STL merch. We got some Team STL merch in there. We got, obviously, the old school Two, two Drunk Brothers shit. Buy our, our driver Brandon Key shirt. I mean, he's gotten fucked this year. He's gotten wrecked in the last two races. Other than that, dude, be top 10 every fucking time. It's a cool-ass shirt, to be honest with you. So buy all that stuff. Is the code STL10 still active? It is STL10. Yes, it is active. STL10, 10% off. Whatever you buy, not just Team STL merch. So if you listen this far, do us a solid. Go, you're gonna waste thirty dollars at going out to dinner with your girlfriend and your wife. You're gonna waste thirty dollars going out to do some stupid shit. Take that thirty dollars, buy a sweet ass shirt, support local businesses like us. We're not a business, but whatever. But support us. So if you listen this far, do that. Also, what where 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 should they bet, Travis? You should bet on Bavada with our sign up link. That you can find in the bios of uh, all of our social medias. And there's yeah. a referral link on there. You can get up to $250 worth your first deposit. So go do that, especially with conference tournaments coming up. You can put these features out like we just mentioned. Uh, March Madness is here. So a lot of stuff coming also, up. Also, hold on, on. on. One more, one more. Also, do you guys like free beer? Do you Do you like free beer, Travis? Yeah, absolutely. I like free beer. So if you buy a Kong beer bong in our bio, we'll, we'll, we'll link it there. If you buy a Kong beer bong between now and when the NCAA tournament starts, just buy one. You, they will email you a link to enter their bracket challenge. And if you win their bracket challenge, you will win free beer for a year. That's right. So you spend 30 bucks on a Kong using our link. You put some money in the, in the in the two drunk brothers' pocket, and then you're entered. You enter a bracket challenge 
fucking Joe blows when bracket challenges all the time. You win that thing, you win free beer for a year, guys, a year. So 30 bucks, a $30 investment to potentially win free beer for a year. That's fucking no brainer. So do that as well. Yeah. So all that long episode. Appreciate you guys. Uh, we will see you next week for our March Madness episode. Yes, coming out Monday. So have a good weekend and follow us in the Action Network and peace out. place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details